Hi, I'm Ruby. I'm Emmy. And this is Ruby and Emmy. Um, Ruby, I had an idea to make a Spotify playlist of yeah. all of the songs that we sing. come up in the episodes. Yeah, because I'm a singer. I'm a singer songwriter. Yeah, this is just your platform for your <laughs> ultimate career. <laughs> you check our Spotify and randomly there's songs that are I sing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you accidentally post me? No, I have no idea. Is that an unwritten cover? That's so weird. What did you think though? Do you think it was good? <laughs> Welcome to episode five. Wow. <laughs> We are halfway to double digits. That's crazy. <laughs> that I feel like it is flying by. We've been doing this for a month now. Over Time a month. flies when you're having fun. What I think we should tell the, the listeners is that we are recording in a new space today. We are. Up yes. until this point, we've been in the studio that is Luke's mm-hmm. in my basement. We've been in our producer's studio. And let's just say he was ready for us to for us to spread our wings. Yeah, distance makes the heart grow fonder, <laughs> and so we're going to try that out for a while. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're in my living room, and yeah. it's, like, super nice and airy. I think that this episode is going to be a real treat. I mean, I need to ask you before we jump into anything, what's that smell in your week? Oh, I got my period. <laughs> <laughs> and my cramps are just atrocious okay wow and um i'm just actually gonna jump right in you know what my smell is what i got my period was that what you were actually gonna say i no, because i couldn't figure out what my smell was but now that you say it i'm like you know what's crazy is that we are fully linked <laughs> up and i think it might be because of this freaking podcast i think this is this too intimate i mean we're letting people into our drawers <laughs> <laughs> No, I think this is good. And what's in your diffuser? Well, we both became aunts again. Well, technically second cousins, but... <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think... No. But, like, realistically aunts. Yeah. So that's super exciting. And also in my diffuser is my best friend uh, was home for a little bit. She lives in San Francisco. And we got to hang out this morning, which I always love. That's lovely. What's that smell in your week? Hmm. Oh wait, you already said that. Well, no, I was just kind of like, like going with you with that. Um, I don't think I have a smell. I really can't think of one. So I guess yeah, my period, getting that. Okay. It's not that horrible actually for me, but not great, not ideal. Yeah, no, mine's like rough. No, you're like you're like crippled by it. I'm like, oh okay, well now I just have to like deal with this. What's in your diffuser actually? <laughs> I already said, oh, it. Already said it. <laughs> What's Sorry. in your diffuser? I am all over the place. We are in a new space, <laughs> folks, and my mind is racing. Jeez. Um, my, my diffuser. I have been going to get facials from our aunt, Aunt Teresa. Character reveal. Character reveal. We have an aunt, Teresa. Best esthetician in town. Yes, and she also is an avid listener, so she's. I'm not going to tell Shout her out. that we're bringing her up. Um so I've been going to get facials with her, and I think my face is actually looking, it is looking a lot drastically better. better. So much better. Shout out, Teresa! If you have cystic acne, Teresa. If you have anything on your face that you want to be dealt with, go to our girl, Tree. And um, I hung out with my, my girl, Merz, on Saturday. Merzy! I feel like Mary had... Does she listen? She listens. Okay. Mary listens. Hey. Hi, Mary. It's Ruby. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out, Merz. Can't wait to see you. Miss you. Because I feel like she's literally in every episode. We need to, in our photo album 
so we started a new thing on the Instagram, which is that every episode we do is going to have a photo album. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many things we talk about that even if we were record like video recording this episode, you'd yeah. still want to see what we were talking about. Yeah. So in this next photo album for episode five, we should put Mary in there. So I was actually, yeah, going to do a whole dedication post to Mary. We have photos from a JCPenney photo shoot we recently did. I, I don't think. know if the world needs to see those. Oh, do we need Belgium to see those? Okay. Wouldn't you put it like that? <laughs> no, we don't. Which, by the way, did you see that we have now four Belgium listeners? Yeah. We are just growing in Belgium. I wouldn't be surprised if in the U.S. no one knows us, but in Belgium, we're on posters. <laughs> Um, okay, so in this week's episode, yeah. Ruby and I are going to be discussing growing up together. Yeah, in this week's episode, we are going to dive deeper into what it was like growing up in the same household as each other. And I think this is the time we say who's youngest and oldest, <laughs> if you haven't figured it if out. If you haven't figured it out yet. Okay, so I want to put some things into perspective, because okay. I actually looked this up prior to the episode, because I wanted to make sure I was right. So when I was 16, you were 10. Yeah, we're six years apart. It's not hard math. No, I know, but I want to give context to what's happening in your world at 10 and 16. At 16, I had a serious boyfriend. I had my license. I was driving around Mm -hmm. anywhere I wanted. I was either a sophomore in high school or a junior in high school. I'm not sure. Okay. One of those. So, like, I was thinking about college. Like, college was on the horizon. Yeah. In When you're 10, you're in fourth grade. So you're in elementary school. I'm fully freaking aware. Okay, so I just want to give context to how different our lives were mm-hmm. because we're six years apart. Yeah. Now, and the only reason I say that is because Ruby's going to bring something up. <laughs> <laughs> and when she does, I want you all, listeners, to remember how drastically different our phases of life were. And thank you so much for that mm-hmm. info that literally makes no difference because... It doesn't matter how far apart you are in age as siblings, you can always show love and always give and the I person did. the time of day. Well, actually, let's jump right in. So we we're talking about growing up with each other. Uh-huh. And I brought with me um, a paper that I wrote uh, for fifth grade. So I'm 17. You're, and this is it. Your assignment is to write a personal narrative. A personal narrative is a true story about something that happened to the person telling it. Here I have with me a handwritten three-page paper about emmy marie and you stapled my senior picture on it oh i didn't staple i glued that shit (laughs) i glued her senior portrait onto this paper that i handed in and got graded and may i say i got an a i got 93 percent on it may i please read it please the title a new best friend (laughs) (laughs) by ruby stroman It's sad seeing my sister get ready to leave for college. My sister is a senior at Providence Academy, and she'll be going to Johnson & Wales College in Providence, Rhode Island. And this is when my thoughts of her changed. The first day I heard that my sister would be leaving soon, I felt like crying. I wanted her to stay in Minnesota. She's been telling me about her college, and all I really wanted to talk about was her staying a little longer. Then she started doing something she has never done before she became really nice (laughs) i know you're probably thinking that i'm lying (laughs) but really she hasn't been nice for a while (laughs) i'm crying this is how it all began 
It was over spring break when Emmy, my sister, started asking me about school and trying to get secrets out of me. I realized she was trying to talk with me. So I answered her questions. We talked for hours and then we decided to go to dinner together at the Turtle Club. This is when I knew something was up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying. Yeah, I probably was too writing this. (laughs) She was sitting by me and she was playing games with me. So that's when I asked her, why are you being so nice to me? (laughs) (laughs) I am on the edge of my seat. And you responded, why can't I be nice to you? Before it got too awkward, (laughs) we went back to our word searches while we were waiting for our food. The next morning, she did it again. All the questions, smiles, even laughing at my jokes. I decided to ask her, do you like me as a friend? (laughs) I'm crying. (gasps) She answered, of course I do. You're my sister. So then I knew she really liked me. The next day, she left for a big cruise with all of her friends (laughs) while I went to Disney. The whole time I was there... I was thinking of the best sister a girl could have. I know that when I see her get off the plane and leave, I will be crying. But at least I know I have a best friend. <laughs> oh, my God. What an ending. Wow. And I absolutely love, I love that I said, before it got too awkward, we went back <laughs> to it. Like, I knew, like, you know what? I've pushed the bear. Um, yeah, so do you want to talk... Actually, let me quick say something. Mm -hmm. This story perfectly puts into perspective that Emmy, growing up, and I know we're six years apart, gave me no attention whatsoever. And when she started giving me attention before she left for college, I was fully, I was so taken aback by it that I wrote and handed in an essay (laughs) for school. (laughs) Handwritten in cursive. So. Okay, I think we should just unpack it, please. So first things first, I think that you are also discovering something in this piece, like on your own. Yeah. That's like, I never thought we weren't friends. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like none of that was that big of a deal. And I just want to be clear that if you thought we were friends before this story was written, you're fake. Because <laughs> I'm like... She's asking me questions. You're doing the bare minimum of a family member asking me questions, and I'm floored. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know where to go with this. I just don't think that I never didn't ask you questions prior to us being in Naples, Florida. I just had to get this, like, this article, this story, this piece of me out into the world. Okay, let me ask you this. What was your favorite thing about having me as an old sis- older sister and your least favorite thing? Uh, my favorite thing about having you as an older sister was, I think, because you played hard to get, that when we, I, when we, uh, you would actually give me, like, attention or a compliment, like, it was, like, holy sh- I remember one time I wore my hair in a high pony with a headband, and you told me, oh, wait, Ruby, I like your hair like that. I wore it like that for the rest of the year. <laughs> like, <laughs> strictly wore it like that for the rest of the year. So just how cool you were, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, there's Emmy, like, she has her boyfriend, like, she's so cool, she listens to cool music, she drives really fast in the neighborhood, like, I was like. No, I didn't, Mom. Yes, she did. Okay, (laughs) fought for my life in that back. (laughs) No, and then my least favorite part about you was that the times where you weren't talking to me. 
Because I had friends who had older sisters Mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, yeah, my sister's like my best friend. I was like, what? How do you get that? (laughs) But (laughs) how do you get that? I guess mom didn't pay extra. So (laughs) I was stuck and had to wait until you realize that I'm like really freaking cool. I think this is a good reminder for all siblings and or just like younger people how impressionable they are Mm -hmm. and how one little comment can change their life. We look up to you. Right. And I don't think your experience is um, unique in in terms of... (laughs) I feel like I'm back in fifth grade right now. (laughs) Shit. Um, No, no. I don't think it's unique in the slightest. But here's the thing is you, you weren't like openly mean to me. No. No. When you were younger and yeah. wanted to sleep in my... I wrote this down to talk about. Sleep in my room. <laughs> I would make you do chores. Yes. And so you know how I wrote it down to speak of? Doing your chores in exchange for quality time. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it wasn't even quality time. It was just you wanting to sleep in my room. With you, yes. We'd spend time together. So here's the thing. I, as we talked about, I was really scared of the dark. Right. I didn't like sleeping alone, whatever. And I always, like, if I wanted to sleep with you, you'd be like, hey, I need you to clean my closet then. You would, like, put me to fucking work. What do you think, yeah, and I did, I did it wasn't just you. I also did that to Jack. <laughs> he had to get me water. He had to do certain things. Yeah. What do you think was valuable from that experience? <laughs> I would say it gave me a business mindset, you know? It's like, if you want something, work for it. <laughs> if you want someone to love you, like, they, you don't just get that for free. You have to work. What do you think... I'm, like, genuinely just... These are questions that I'm curious about. Yeah, to make yourself feel better. Well, partially, yeah. <laughs> but also, I'm like, I never did not love and adore you. Like, it wasn't like a... Oh, God, like, Ruby's here. Like, I don't want to talk to Ruby. No, you just didn't openly love and adore me. I don't think I openly love and adore people a lot of the time, actually. You were an amazing older sister. I don't want people to think that because of this story where I just dragged you, (laughs) um, that you weren't 10 out of 10. You were also 16 going through your angsty phases. Thank you. No, of course. And so I actually want to bring us back, back. I think... The time in our lives where I'm 10 and you're 16 was rocky for us. Yeah, rocky for me also just, like, in general. Okay, we don't need to, like, a sob story here. Mm -hmm. Excuses. I want to bring us back, and I brought this up in my maid of honor speech for you, Mm -hmm. of what it was like to play school. Yeah. And I think this, us playing school is going to be a really good example of us, of you as an older sister. Mm -hmm. Usually, as children, like, playing school is really fun. And it's usually it lasts for like an hour or two and then you get bored and you move on with your life. And you have like, it's, it's light. (laughs) It's so light. No, not for us at the Stroman household (laughs) on Heathcote. That's where we lived. Heathcote. We, Emmy would set up our desks and like give us our books that we needed. And just so you know, they were horse books, like big horse books. (laughs) And we would start school. And at the end of our school session, she would give us fake homework 
that needed to be turned in. So now not only do I have my real school homework, I have homework from Emmy. And I'll tell you right now, I was more scared to not turn in the homework to Emmy than I was for the school homework. And so the day would end, we would leave everything as it was because we would come back to school the next day and play. Like you had us coming to school like more than one day. It wasn't a one to two hour thing. It was a graded educational experience. I love that. I do remember that. And I remember you and Miles being star students. Mm -hmm. And then I had to make Jack the principal because he was a terrible student. Oh, gosh. (laughs) He would become the principal within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, you sit in here and you're running it, but don't say a word. You're running it, but behind the scenes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We would actually prefer you don't enter the classroom. Okay. We're kind of like really, we're behind. Like it literally felt like we were behind at times where I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm reading about this horse. I have to write an essay on it. Like, I don't know even where to start. Like all of these things, like I would work myself up. And what would ultimately happen, the only reason that that play ended was because jack would destroy the school the principal would go haywire yeah he, he literally would he would destroy the school he would like knock over the desks and then we'd play again in a few months yeah we would lose it and if we weren't playing school all four of us we were playing with briar horses and i feel i have both these things written down I feel the need to bring up Briar Horses because this, again, will just show you kind of what we were dealing with um, <laughs> Wait, growing up. For people that don't know, Briar Horses are like plastic toy horses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in my speech, I actually define them and I'm like, um, they're like horse figurines. But for some, they were clearly so much more. <laughs> and I do want to say like for Emmy, they weren't just plastic horse, like how she just explained it. No, no, no they no. were they were everything to me. Like if one of them, like if like one cracked its leg, like she made a cast. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I made everyone sign it. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. So I don't think Jack was really a part of the Briar Horse. He wasn't because no. I couldn't trust him with the horses. No. So me and Miles would play Briar Horses with Emmy and it was an honor to be welcome into <laughs> the ring. Okay. There was a certain way you needed to sit and that sitting, the, the seat <laughs> would change for different like if you were galloping you're this way this is how you hold the horse this is how you have to go around like everything was so intense and watched over it wasn't playing <laughs> we were training first the, well that's how i saw it it was training yeah yeah it wasn't like fun all fun and games it was like it was no fun and games <laughs> it was literally like you yelling at us like miles like sit on your knees your hands are in the wrong spot i'm like wow (laughs) i remember my first day jeez i would never do that miles (laughs) i'm curious what miles thinks about briar Briar horses horses. he probably has night terrors of briar horses like wakes up like (gasps) well okay i think that older siblings are often the ones to like construct the games i think that you guys had a unique experience because i was a horse girl and i'm a horse girl (laughs) (laughs) so like if we weren't playing school and reading about horses we were playing briar horses and if we weren't playing briar horses we were pretending to actually be horses yeah do you remember that no i probably blocked that out (laughs) trauma i was like i can't i can't do that i'm sorry (laughs) yeah so it was just if we played together as children i just became a part of your play but like another thing that i remember is hosting family meetings yeah I mean, you were, and I remember you were still in diapers. Yeah. I was in diapers for like so short. Like you guys don't like think anything about that. Like it was so short. (laughs) Well, no, we were all really young. Yeah. I think I just had this um, mentality of 
and I don't even know why. Maybe it's just being an older sibling. Um, but I very much felt like I had to lead the group because <laughs> nobody else was. So I mean, like, we have two parents and you're like, well, you guys suck at this. Yeah. Let me step in. <laughs> Our parents are great parents, but Emmy just decided. No, I think that they. Regime. You I'm, were more of a dictatorship. I think I was more of a dictatorship for sure. And I think it took me a long time to um, understand the difference between leadership and dictatorship. Yeah. You learned about like um, dictators and history and you're like, wait a <laughs> um, can I get the notes on that? How did you become, how did, how did they like step into that role? <laughs> no, but I think that Jack was, he didn't allow that. And I do remember one time Jack was so. Jack ha- and Miles are our brothers. If you have, if you don't know. Oh yeah. We're talking as if you've been with us since episode one. If you're just hopping in right now. Yeah. If you want to know all the character reveals of our family, I would go to episode one. That's a perfect episode to watch. Listen to, sorry. Anyways, Jack was not he just didn't conform (laughs) as easily and so i had to try different tactics yeah and giving him fake power exactly (laughs) i I definitely at a young age was strategically thinking about how each of you would respond to a certain situation all i needed was attention i was like yeah of course they'll do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh and like being the older sibling i definitely like miles and jack were so physical as well you know so physical and so like i had to fight for my life for a long time and i could beat them up for a good amount of time but then obviously they got like bigger than me but then (laughs) because he's bigger than me stronger than me his arms a little bit longer than me but i think one and miles will know exactly what i'm talking about but one time i was babysitting and miles was really he was just pushing the limits and we got upset and he threw a kitchen stool at me <laughs> and I caught it with one hand <laughs> and the yeah. fear in his face. I will never forget it. <laughs> I mean, just like utter fear. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, that, that was like my growing up was yeah. like the three of you, like handling how all of you, <laughs> it was just like, and obviously mom and dad were around. Like, I was going to say, no one asked you to do this. You were just like, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> but I did babysit a lot. Yeah, the only thing about you and fighting is you would kick. That's what I just knew was going to happen. If I came at you physically, you're sweeping the legs. <laughs> like, it's not. But I'll never forget when we were on an airplane and we yeah. were sitting next to each other. I think this this probably was the flight I accidentally threw away your Invisalign, which if you've ever worn an Invisalign, it's like a clear retainer. And if you throw it away, bye bye Anywho, so I'm like sleeping next to you. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you go in to like punch me. Do you remember this? Yes. And I caught your fist in midair. Yeah. And we laughed so hard, like almost beat our pants. And then the flight attendant went to mom and dad and told us we were being disrespectful. No, I don't remember that part. Mm. Duama. <laughs> if anything, I made you tough. <laughs> Something else I think that I do recall very vividly is anytime we would get to a hotel as a family. <laughs> yes. Like, I, yeah. The games began immediately. We, it was like, that was what I looked forward to walking into the hotel room was like, we're going to play office. Yes. So this better be a good setup. Yeah. Like, like they better have more than one notepad. If, if you don't have more than one notepad, don't have us. Do not invite us. There better be a coffee machine. There better, or else there better be a good like fake hospital setup. There better yes. be like we had so many different like jump into our roles immediately, and everyone was on board the second we got into the hotel. 
it was like, mom, unpack the bags. We have a lot of shit to get done. Like (laughs) on that flight, like we got calls we missed. Like it was so fun. I know it was so fun. But yeah, I feel like we just had a really, really fun childhood and also all very, very unique. And I honestly, when I think about my childhood and I'm curious if you feel this way, but I feel like I had a lot of alone time. Like a lot of my childhood was just like me in the woods in my own world. A hundred percent. We, I loved our neighborhood. I loved the kids who lived in our neighborhood. I think we grew up really lucky, but our yard, I created it into a thing I called magic town, which I'd play in every single day after school. I was the best singer. And so I'd go around singing and my dad was the wizard and like, I had the biggest imagination and we had the best place to explore. Like I had a tree that was my house to the point where like I was so in my own world, in my imagination, I would write myself fan mail and put it in the mailbox (laughs) and wait 30 minutes and then go get the fan mail. And I was like, mom, look, can you believe this? And it was like, you're such a good singer. Like I can hear you singing when you're outside. And then I put in like fake tattoos. So like something to do. I always wonder like, what did mom and dad think of us? Hmm. Like, when mom saw you putting in fake fan mail fan mail in the mailbox, was she like, oh, or was she concerned? Like, that's, like, I don't know. I would say she probably thought, like, oh, like, when I was doing it. But when I came in and pretended, like, I didn't write it. Yeah. <laughs> she was probably like, hey, like, wh- how, how have you been doing, though, recently? Like... <laughs> Did someone tell you to do this? Is there someone in the room with us right now? <laughs> Something else that is a pivotal moment of our of our childhood. Mm-hmm. Were you a part of the village? I literally, Emmy, I, this was, I would say the peak of my childhood. Yeah. I think a movie could be done on the village. Explain the village and the people who grew up and have experienced the village They'll know exactly what I'm we're talking so about. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy and you're I here. And I miss you. Love you. <laughs> you still have a loan out in the bank. You better get those rocks to me by Friday. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the village was a neighborhood community yeah. of kids. And it happened to be in our the side of our yard. So good. There were many different roles in mm-hmm. the village. We had a resident artist. We had very organized parking for all of our bikes. Yep. We all had our own like little fort. Yeah. Then there was the bank. Yep. Which I'm pretty sure I was in charge of all finances. You probably were. Which were the rocks. The rocks were the bank because we had a pile of rocks back there. Yeah. You had to pay rent or like what? Here's the thing is, um, so you would get like a cluster of trees and that was like, okay, this is your home. Like build, yeah. build how you want, which was like so fun because everyone in your neighborhood now has a little section and they're all designing their own forts and houses. Yeah. We have someone going around in this fake village we've come up with decorating it. Yeah. And it was like, um, people, like we would come and do our homework there. Mm-hmm. Well, you would, the payments, I'm pretty sure it was like, we had like, do you want to buy this? thing for your your house yeah do you want to buy the stick for you want to buy the stick for five rocks <laughs> that's like basically what yeah. it was it was a little functioning society and it was and that was like our whole neighborhood so much fun that was again the prime like when i tell people about that I'm like it doesn't even sound real that we did that it's so fun so fun i would say we really 
became close friends, like actually relied heavily on each other. I mean, we became friends, but I think we became like best friends when you moved home to Minnesota. Yeah, I would say the same. Because I'd lived, I wasn't in Minnesota for 10 years. Yeah, you were in New York and then California. Yeah, and I feel like, well, part of wanting to do this podcast was just to, for us to like have a more connection, you know? Now I hang out with you probably more than I hang out with anyone besides Mary. Right, of course. Shout out, Mary. Shout out, my girl. <laughs> love you. I love you. But yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like siblings are such a unique relationship. Mm-hmm. Because we had the same upbringing. Yeah. But different, mm-hmm. you know, because you're like what you were dealing with in, in the family was completely different than what I dealt with. And also yeah. your own personal battles, if you will. <laughs> Wars. They were yeah. bloody battles. Yeah. A hundred percent. But anyway, so they're interesting because we have similar memories. Yeah. And like we, I was reading this thing. I can't find my words. But. How I look at it is it's like we have shared moments. Like if we painted our lives, there would be similarities in our paintings, but completely different landscapes. Totally. Like Miles and Jack, our brothers, completely different. They were like rule breakers. Yeah. We were sweet little angels. 100%. Trying to find our way in this world. They were like smoking dope. <laughs> well, and also Jack left the house when he was 13 to play Crazy. hockey. Yeah, our brother Jack went to Shattuck St. Mary's to play hockey. And then he went to Okahagen Hockey Academy over in Canada and met our sister-in-law. Star. Starry. So yeah, he was gone from the get-go. I think I didn't become close with Jack until more recently in my life. Because of Bernie? I, a, a little bit before Bernie, but yeah, Bernie, our nephew, has for sure just like Jack is such a loving father. It's so mm-hmm. fun to watch. But me and Miles have been toy. Miles has been my ride or die for most of my life. We're close in age. He's mm-hmm. right above me. So you left, Jack left. So then it was me and Miles, and it was like, how are we going to entertain ourselves? <laughs> and it was like we'd play detective around the house, and we would have this game called, like, Mailman, where you would literally just, like, beat the shit out of the other person with a pillow. What does that have to do with the mail? No idea. I was <laughs> like, hey, here's your mail. Boom. That, Down. That sounds like Miles's kind of game. And I, Miles was just so interesting. Still like, is. He's so, well, an interesting guy. He would be like, Ruby, can you can you come outside and hold this camera? And I would go outside and I'd hold the camera while he tries to break a tree in half. Okay? <laughs> so I'm standing outside in our backyard for like 20 minutes like, um, Miles, I don't think. <laughs> Fast forward, he gets really into cameras. And so he would just like, I'd be sitting doing something. He would be taking a video of me. I'm like, what, Miles? He goes. He edits it. He comes back and shows me. And he has CG, CGI, I don't know. He makes it look like a bomb drops on me while I'm doing my homework. <laughs> like, it was just constant, like, creativity in the weirdest way. It was more violent. It was so violent. <laughs> it was so violent. I love you, Momo. Love you. Well, okay, that's also what's so interesting is, like, we are all very different, mm-hmm. yet we come from, like, what you were saying, similar memories, different landscapes. I, I do feel like being the older sibling i never tell me if i'm wrong but i feel like i didn't not want you all to be yourselves like i didn't i don't feel like i was a very prescriptive older sister i think 
a hundred percent. The most beautiful part of having you as an older sibling is that you never had a certain way you wanted us to turn out because however we were going to turn out was going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Like at least that's how it felt. Mm -hmm. Even now, if I have something going on in my life, when I come to you for advice, you're not telling me which is the right choice and which is the wrong choice. You're like, we're able to have a conversation of like, okay, well like let's look at both sides. Mm -hmm. Like, and that has shown through growing up of you're a really, really strong leader and I know I made the Thank joke you. of like you're a dictator, but like you were truly just like a leader. Mm-hmm. You're not telling us what needs to be done or you're doing that wrong. Unless it's prior horses. Uh, I was going to say, unless it's like a, a game, like a board <laughs> game where then it's like you are wrong. But in life, no, you've just been an amazing, you're like a sail on our sailboats. Wow, thank you. You help us when we get the gust of wind, you help us go. And when we're in a stall, you're like, hey, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. Anything you want to say about me as a younger sibling? Yes. Um, I feel like what's been great about having you a sister as the youngest. Mm-hmm. I love that we're sister, older, sister, youngest. We bookend. We bookended. And having Miles and Jack in between is just... It's comical for me. And Miles and Jack are really close. I feel like we should state that. They lived together in LA for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And they have their own relationship entirely. That's I think we all have our own relationships with each sibling, which I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Well, Star shows up in the family. Star is our third sister. Star is more blood to me than anything else in no school. i know it's 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 hard to comp it's hard for people to comprehend star actually it, it's, yeah star is very hard to comprehend because she came into the family and immediately it was like you're it yeah for everyone you're done you're our <laughs> our son our brother is marrying you and like we're in love with you mm-hmm. it's like i'm so sorry you're stuck and then she got a student visa to come over to the united states of america and to study to go to college but when she did that, Jack moved to California. So then yeah. she lived in Minnesota with me and mom. And dad was traveling in, in California, so he was mostly gone. He was mm-hmm. mostly in California. So it was like literally me, Star, and mom for two years. Yeah. And me and Star through that grew to be not only my best friend, but like everything and more. Yeah. Which was so fun to experience and I don't know. It's so crazy. Well, it's like we get to experience Jack in a new way because of Star, which 100%. is hundred percent, which is really fun. Okay, but going back to um, you as a younger sister, I think what you teach me is like like when I joke and say like you're just a more fun version of myself. Yeah, like there is like a carefreeness, like not everything is so serious. Yeah, um, that I really appreciate, and it's like it you just make things more fun. Mm. And I feel like that's been something that as I've gotten older and as you've gotten more into like growing into yourself, that's what's been so much fun to watch is like just watching you become the woman that you are and being like, oh yeah. Like when we go back to like, would we be friends if we weren't sisters? It's like, yeah, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, we would be, yeah. And it's like, I've always loved you, but like being able to um, like you make a positive impact on my life. Like I would choose that every day. 
That's really sweet of you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I do want to just state growing up with three older siblings who have ADD. <laughs> it was like a <laughs> lot to handle at all times. Like I was explaining this to someone like in home videos. It's like a beautiful like birthday. Everything's totally normal. Everything's totally fine. And then out of out of the right. Here comes Miles. He kicks Jack in the face. Jack's crying. Miles is screaming. Like it just everything escalated so quickly. For sure. And it was because like they, no one could sit still. Miles and I did this thing called vision therapy. <laughs> this is a cult. No, and Please Miles and I still are. It's fuzzy. The whole thing is fuzzy. Yeah. So something that we should note. Miles and I build wise are more alike. Like we both have glasses and we both look more like our dad, um, whereas Jack and Ruby are more built like my mom. Like their yeah, vision you, is good. They have the same teeth. It's a really weird thing to play. You out. do though. Yeah, we've always said you and you and Miles are more Strowman. Even in your per, and even in our personalities, like me and Jack were scared of the dark, couldn't sleep alone. You and Miles were like, "What's the big? What's the big whoop?" <laughs> yeah, I mean. That might have been a front on my end. But Miles and I went to this thing called vision therapy. Yeah. And basically what it was is it was trying to support better vision. <laughs> um, and you had to do really, really weird activities like put on drunk goggles, stand on a balance beam, and hit a ball coming, like a lacrosse ball on a string coming at you with opposite switching hands and saying the alphabet backwards and i'm not kidding no and it's so sad like who no you there's probably a support group for this well i'm like is this still a thing because and then like and then there would be go into the small room and stare at a light for 30 minutes (laughs) i'm not kidding (laughs) and then another one was like you had to memorize all the presidents but it was like a certain way like memory tricks Vision therapy is a precise process utilizing cutting-edge techniques and activities based on the latest neuroscience. Cutting-edge. So drunk goggles. But don't worry. It's our job to boil all that science down into results. Our goal is to make vision therapy simple, comfortable, and effective for you. Yeah, you would literally, like, graduate from vision therapy. And I remember Miles and I, like, looking at the people that were graduating that day and being like, damn. Must be nice. <laughs> you got your eyes look sharp. <laughs> Their eyes are glossed over. So yeah, all in all, I feel like growing up together was so much fun. I absolutely adored growing up until you guys all freaking left me. Yeah, and then we all came back. Yeah, but the leaving part kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Should we call Miles and Jack? Yeah, call Miles. Miles. Yo. Yo. Um, Ruby and I are currently recording episode five, and the episode theme is growing up together. Uh-huh. And we have a few questions for you. Okay. The first question is, what do you remember about playing Briar Horses? Honestly, the thing I remember most is, like, just the noises. <laughs> when you say noises, what do you mean? <laughs> Like noises you would make. <laughs> <laughs> like a horse's whinny or something? Yes. Or like trotting. <laughs> and I remember being graded on the how well the noises we made were. <laughs> Ruby was talking about how you guys would be graded on your technique, like how you you held yes, the horse. Yeah, that was part of it as well. 
Okay, another question. Um, I, I told them about vision therapy, but is there anything that you would like to say about vision therapy? I mean, I feel like you can't leave out the birds. I did leave out the birds because I figured you might say something. <laughs> explain, <laughs> explain the birds. There was a giant tree, which I guess a lot of birds lived in, right across from this vision therapy building. And the windows were like a reflective, glossy black. So the trees and the bird would look at the windows and see the reflection of the tree that they're in and think, hey, a new tree. So they would fly (laughs) as fast as they could to this tree in excitement and just smack the windows. It was at least four a session. (laughs) So Miles and I have... Miles and I have drunk goggles on on a balance beam and birds are just committing themselves. I'm walking backwards on a balance beam trying to remember the presidents of the United States in backwards order. Interesting times. Um, okay, one other question. What was your favorite game to play with Ruby growing up? Mailman. <laughs> and can you please explain the rules of Mailman? Honestly, the rules... What were the rules? There were no rules. Basically, Ruby would walk on top of mom and dad's bed pretending to be a mailman, and I had something against the mailman. I don't know what the real ground rules were, but basically Ruby would just get hit with a pillow. I got rocked. And, like, we weren't using dad's tempur pillow, were we? No, that thing is a, that thing is a biohazard. Yeah, that thing is... <laughs> I love how it's a known fact in this family that, like, do not touch dad's tempur pillow. No, Okay, Miles, to end, what was your favorite thing about having Ruby as a younger sister and me as an older sister? Oh, that's tough. I mean, I felt like I knew how to deal with girls more because I had two sisters. Mm -hmm. Having Emmy as an older sister, I was kind of ready for anything. I, like, can't be jump scared now. (laughs) I told them about the stool. Yeah, it's impossible to jump scare me. I've looked death in the eyes <laughs> and walked out the other side. <laughs> um, having Ruby as a little sister was great. It's, it's Having Ruby as a little sister is like like when you've been doing something for a super long time and then you teach somebody else how to do something and then you learn so much more while teaching them. Yeah, that's a good way I to put know. it. I, that's, I feel like I got a lot of that from teaching Ruby all of her ways. Are you talking about how to fight or my comedy? Both. Uh, we'll do both. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Miles, thanks so much for being on Ruby and Emmy. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm honored. Thank you for the call. Of course. Love you. Love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Should we call Jack? We have to. <laughs> What are you doing? Watching football. Classic. What's up? You're live on Ruby and Emmy. What? <laughs> you are currently live on Ruby and Emmy. Oh, hi. Hi, universe. Uh, <laughs> I love when he thinks our fan base is that big. <laughs> hey, Belgium. Um, so we're talking about growing up together, and we have a few questions for you. Okay. Do you remember playing school? Yes. What do you remember about it? I don't remember anything specific. I remember playing school and I remember playing like doctors and hospitals on the road in hotels. 
<laughs> yeah, we did talk about the hotel yeah. games. What is your favorite thing about having Ruby as a little sister and me as a big sister? Like, well, this is, I, I tried it, it's NFC championship game. <laughs> Like hard questions. No, these are not hard questions. Cole it's, miles first. I, we already we did Cole already, Miles. You're second. Like, uh, well, it's like I gotta think. Like, Ruby as a little sister. Um, energy. I love her energy. Mm -hmm. Emmy is a big sister. Um, your maturity. <laughs> love your maturity. Nice, nice and nice and simple. <laughs> love those. Thank you. Love you. Bye bye. Love, love you. Bye. That I'm, was just so perfect. For, so perfect. That was Miles and Jack front to back. Front to back. They couldn't have been more themselves. It's the NFC championship. What do you want? From <laughs> His friend in the background. Yeah. What are they asking? Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> Miles with the most beautiful, like, you know when you teach someone, you actually learn more. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Everybody's energy. Um, your maturity. I got to go. <laughs> oh, Jack. We love you. That is funny. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that goes back to Ruby's comment of like, we would probably all paint similar things, but have very different landscapes. Very different landscapes. I think actually uh, Jack would use a different like medium. Like maybe For we sure. would all use paint. He's over there with clay. Like, Whoa. Well, when we did our pumpkin painting. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a pumpkin painting party for Halloween. It was like all of the siblings, significant others... And I brought Mary, obviously, <laughs> like I didn't have one. And we're all painting these pumpkins. Everyone's doing a really beautiful job. Jack, um, first, first off, starts painting his pumpkin orange. And he's wondering why it's not showing up. Okay? He's like, I understand. And he's painting an orange pumpkin orange. So we had some issues there. And then he decided to switch over once he realized what was happening. He switched over to painting the entire pumpkin blue. And he said, it's a true blumpkin. So that was Jack. Okay, okay, but also two things to note on the blue pumpkin. The blumpkin. The blumpkin. One mom was like, I love the blue one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just hilarious. And then two, Jack actually had a very interesting technique for painting the pumpkin, which then I later adopted on my pumpkin. Miles took the bottom of the pumpkin and put hand. How did you how did you explain this? I would just say Miles did like a really graphic, crude pumpkin of someone spreading their cheeks. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, and they use he used like the bottom of the pumpkin. They have like the little stem part, or like it's not the actual stem, but the yeah. other side of it. He used that as um. I hate to say it, the butthole. <laughs> you painted... A bunch of little ghosts. <laughs> like, I was the only normal person in this freaking family. No, I painted something normal. Would you paint a horse? No, I painted, like, a scary pumpkin. I don't even remember. Oh. It had, like, a lot of teeth. So what you got from this, I hope, is maybe a better understanding of us, our relationship, mm -hmm. and what shaped our landscapes. Keep an eye out on the social media for the photo album because we will put a picture of Ruby's yeah. fifth grade letter. And you're going to be in awe of how good my cursive was. Um, thank you for joining us for another episode. Episode five. Episode five. Thanks for all of your support, by the way. Like Ruby and I are having so much fun because we're just getting texts out of the blue. Mm-hmm saying how much fun they're having listening to the podcast and we are having so much fun making it. I I will say this podcast is so unexpected 
in the way it has brought a meaning to my life that it's not that my life was unmeaningful, but it's just like a whole new path I didn't think was going to be uncovered. And everyone reaching out, everyone listening, all my Belgian people out there, like <laughs> you are lighting a little flame inside me. Um, so thank you for um, being here. Thanks for yep. listening. We can't wait for the next episode. Maybe we'll put out a poll so you guys <gasps> can decide what we talk about. On that note, uh, see you guys next week. Miss you already. I love you. So, like, do you want to read? Or? I actually would be down. Okay. Let's do it.